With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, it's a big day. It's the one-year anniversary of uh, Governor Cuomo, Killer Cuomo, sending coronavirus-positive patients into nursing homes and wiping out thousands of elderly New Yorkers. Man, things have changed a little bit since last March 25th. And uh, today, 65 days into his term, Joe Biden is finally going to come out of the bunker and hold a press conference. We will preview that mess for you Yesterday, Joe Biden said, uh, there's nothing a man can do that a woman can't do better. A pretty absurd statement. We'll, uh, we'll make our list and, uh, and we'll talk about the most privileged person in America, the uh, purple-haired one herself, Megan Rapinoe, who stood before the world at the White House and said, she's a victim. She's been marginalized. And also Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was ordered, was asked by the media to wear a mask yesterday. How absurd is that? We'll give you Ted Cruz's reaction to that and a whole lot more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking, insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. That is Thursday, March 25th, and it is a big day. A big day. It's an anniversary, first of all, a one-year anniversary of a big day. And it's also uh, a big moment in the Biden presidency. I'll, I'll start with the anniversary. Do you know what's the anniversary of Turtle Boy or Cullinane? Are you aware? I don't. I don't. Uh, you should. It's March 20th. This is the day that Cuomo started killing old people in New oh. York. This is the day, the day that Killer Cuomo, uh, this is the day the scandal began to unfold. He started, he, he issued the edict, the order to put coronavirus positive patients in nursing homes, leading to the death of, oh, 15,000 or so elderly New Yorkers. 
Um, at, at, at the time, obviously, we didn't know what was happening. Nobody knew. But at the time, there was a big empty ship in the harbor or in the river, a big empty comfort ship sent there by Donald J. Trump. The Javits Center was transformed into a hospital uh, for overflow. He said, no, thank you. Had he used those places, had they worked out well, it would have made one Donald J. Trump look good. And Cuomo, Killer Cuomo, did not want to do that. At this point, I think there were two or three interviews into the uh, world tour with Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo's comedy uh, routine. They ended up doing nine appearances together, including one with a big Q-tip. It was a hilarious, as you remember. It was, it was uh, wonderful. Uh, kept us all laughing through a tough time. Um, on the anniversary of that, or on the, the, the eve of the anniversary of that, we find out that Cuomo, who I'm starting to think is a little shady. I'm starting to think he's uh, not, you know, not really on the level. We find out he sent, he didn't just prioritize his family for testing a year ago. I don't know if you remember, but a year ago, it was not easy to get tested for coronavirus. We didn't have all these. I got tested yesterday, by the way, my only my second time I drove through and it took less than a minute. It was so efficient. These people are amazing. I mean, it's not pleasant. You close your eyes and they stick a thing up your nose, but it was so quick and so easy. We I, hopefully won't have to do it much longer, but. I think we've uh, kind of perfected the uh, the practice of testing for COVID. A year ago wasn't so easy, but if you knew on if you knew uh, Andrew Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, you were all set. So he sent doctors who were on the state payroll to his family's homes, to them, including Chris Cuomo, Fredo, the moron who hosts a show on CNN. He needed a test. The state's top epidemiologist was sent to go drive out to Long Island and test Chris Cuomo, who, by the way, at this point, was he all done pretending he was quarantined because he did a whole charade where he, we went, he was in his basement and he would do his TV show and say, I haven't seen the light of day in three weeks, which was a total lie. And then he had a whole performance when he came out of the basement to say, oh, I'm coming out now, even though everybody already knew he was already out. He got in a fight with a guy. And on, 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 in the Hamptons one day and pretend that he'd stayed in his basement for, I think it was three weeks. It was all pretend, just like everything with the Cuomos. But happy anniversary to uh, Killer Cuomo, who is who has been exposed, let's be honest, in the last year. It's one of the good things that's happened. We've gotten to see the, you know, the real Andrew Cuomo, and he, the, the walls are still closing in. It's still remember when you, remember when you thought that uh, Cuomo was going to resign, Jerry? That was cute. I, I never, I never thought Andrew Cuomo was going to. He would never ever resign. They would, they will pry his cold, dead fingers off the, uh, off the doorknob at the at Gracie Mansion. He is so shameless. He's such an egomaniac. It's, it's such a wonderful thing that Janice Dean and others have done. They've just shown the world one of the true scumbags who a year ago, less than a year ago, six months ago, you had. You know, De Niro and Billy Joel and Christy ha uh, Chelsea Handler all say, "We love you, Andrew. You're a Qu I'm a Cuomo sexual. That's what uh, that's they say. I'm a Cuomo sexual." Now this piece of garbage is grabbing the you know the interns and killing grandma and and, and sending doctors out to test his brother. He's just such a creep. It's so freaking corrupt. But that's a wonderful thing. Let's move on to another big moment today. I don't know if you were this either, Turtle Boy or Colin, but today at 1.15, we'll all be gathered around the TV because it's a big moment. It is day 65, I believe, of the Joe Biden 
um, administration, day 65, and he's finally going to come out of the Oval or whatever, out of the Lincoln, wherever he hides. Where does he hide now? In the, in the Oval Office? Or is there a basement at the White House where he can hide? They'll, no, they'll let him know when it's time to come out, Jerry. He <laughs> no. does what he's told. He'll ask. <laughs> he was okay. the most polite president ever. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that much. We saw it in the debates. Remember back in the debates when, it, when his time was up, he was the only candidate that would be like, oh, my time is up, so I'm going to yes, stop. Yes, we, no. play it, we play it every day at the end of the podcast. Which is, why am I stopping? Why, why do I have to stop? Nobody else stops. I mean, just, he, it, if you look back a year at the debates, it's still amazing that that bumbling, stumbling, old, incoherent old man is the president. A year ago, a lot has changed. Let's be honest, guys. A, a year ago, the world has changed, and not for the better. And one of the things that is amazing is that the guy, the oldest guy, you know, the guy who'd lost many, many times, the guy with scandals up to his eyeballs, the guy who was just completely overmatched in the debates is president. And today he will have his first press conference, day 65, more than two months of hiding because he's afraid that uh you know whoever the who would be the biggest that phil philip bumper the washington post who you know would lick his toes if they asked them to is going to ask a tough question and joe biden won't be able to handle it it's going to be hilarious because i predict this he'll get through it we'll be if you're hoping for a big stumble or a laugh i think you'll be disappointed don't you agree that it's going to go Jerry, if, they can, if they can make this senile old man president, they can get him through a press conference. That's a, that's a good point. And he's going to have a teleprompter. He's going to have notes. He might even have an airpiece uh, with, uh, you know, Barack Obama on the other end, telling him what to say. And I, I don't know how many questions will take total. Uh, maybe like, I don't know, 10, 12. And one will be a difficult, will be Peter Ducey from Fox news. He has to call on him. He will ask something about the border and the disaster, the crisis at the border, the design disaster, which was created on purpose by the Biden administration, or I should say by, you know, President uh, Susan Rice and President Kamala Harris and President Obama behind the scenes. It's all by design. He has no idea what's going on there. He's already delegated it to Kamala, by the way, said, you, you take care of it. So every answer today will be. Well, that's up to my vice president. I let her uh, take care of that, and he'll move on to the next question. There'll be a couple of, you know, what's enchanted you the most, Mr. President? Oh, God, enchanted. Oh, they really will ask that. <laughs> the same people, like, how many, you are gonna, how many people are going to ask about kids in cages? Uh, that's a good question. It's, I mean, he'll, he'll also blame the Trump administration, which is hilarious. They changed the policy. With Trump, all these kids would still be in Mexico. All these kids are stand, instead instead are jammed in uh, cargo containers and they'd and be in Mexico, Jerry, because they wouldn't have bothered coming here. You That's heard that good. guy in, did did the interview with Savannah Guthrie. He literally told her, he's like, "So are you coming here because of Biden?" He's like, "Oh yeah, basic, basically." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so disappointing. The media can't. I really think they're struggling. They're often struggling with you know to. to to dress up the the mess that is the Biden administration, but they're struggling like hell to dress up the disaster at the border as something, you know, to blame Trump for or to something that was inevitable, something you couldn't help. And they're doing their best and all that. It's amazing. I, I don't know if you saw there was a montage uh, someone did last night where the same people reporting on the kids in cages and literally comparing it to to uh, concentration camps. 
when Trump was president, the same thing, much, much worse now is, oh, they're doing their best. They're trying to be compassionate with these children. And and, and meantime, they have like 2,000 kids jammed in a room fit for 50, you know, and, then and these kids are, they got no bathroom. It's just a total disaster. But he will say, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're work, uh, working on it. And Kamala Harris is uh, taking care of it. But I do think, the, the, the you, compassion you, compassion cages, Jerry. That's what oh, right, about. right. The compassionate cages, uh, they're different than Trump cages, where Trump had, you know, two or three kids in a cage. They have 2,000 kids in a cage, which is so compassionate. But there'll be one or two stumbles because he is incapable of getting through anything without stumbling. But he'll make it through okay. It'll give his, his uh, acolytes, his fans at CNN and MSNBC and The Globe and The New York Times a chance to say, see? He's not so uh, feeble. He's not so frail. He he's, he made it through okay. He, he knocked that that question from Peter Ducey. He knocked that out of the park. He'll go, I don't know, 20 minutes and then shuffle off with the old man walk in the wrong direction. And uh, you know, he, has, he has to call on Ducey, right? Like, because there's no other uh, there's no other conservative media there, right? They probably blocked like OAN and and Newsmax. Well, I think I think there was uh, uh, Jen Psaki's getting grilled a few times by the Newsmax reporter i don't know about oan but there are some uh not many in the mainstream media who are a little annoyed with the with the border because you know you're not allowed to take pictures and you're not allowed to cover it they won't give you an honest answer so they're a little annoyed at that there might be something sort of little kind of hostile from a mainstream media reporter about the border but i mean if he, if you were his handler and you know he's got dementia and you know he's a lost soul but you, and you could hand, have them do one thing. What one thing right? It would be handle the border questions. I mean, you could anything else, whatever they ask about other things. He can avoid it, I think, because they're not on people's minds. Obviously, the mass shooting question will just be, you know, uh, we need a AR ban AR-15s, weapons of war, and and magazines. We ban magazines, and uh, we need the loopholes. Loophole. We have to get rid of loopholes. I mean, it's just going to be the same. Tired. What are the loopholes exactly? They keep saying we should cut it down. What are they? I don't even know. What, you know, it's a good question, <clears throat> Turtle Boy. What is a loophole? A yeah, loophole. like either, either it's either it's legal or it's not. I love when they accuse the rich of avoiding paying taxes by using loopholes. Well, wouldn't another word for loophole be the law? Like, like so, they keep they keep talking about like how it's easier to buy a gun than it is to uh, get to vote. That's like the new funny thing to say that all the cool libs are saying it on Twitter. Right, David, uh, Hogg, David Hogg was tweeting and he's... Oh, um, it's not just him. I mean, it's prominent people. And, you know, I, I I lived in Worcester for a while. You couldn't get a gun in Worcester. It was extremely hard because the police, your local police chief is in charge of handing out LTCs. Uh, whereas voting was never a problem, ever. Like it's, voting it's, is extremely easy. Anyone can vote in this country. And if you can't figure out how to vote, you're very stupid. And I don't want you to vote anyway. I would even go so far, Jerry, to argue that since guns, guns are a right, correct? Second Amendment? Correct. Yes. So if, if health care is a right, and if you can't afford health care, then the government yeah. must pay for your health care, right? So if guns are a right, and I can't afford a gun, shouldn't the government buy me an AR-15? Well, not an AR-15. Maybe they just buy you like a 9mm. They should buy me something. Buy you a, a musket. You know, that just to be true to the Constitution, they'll buy you a musket. It's uh, my right. It's the only right that costs money, I believe, um, the, in the Bill of Rights. The only money right that costs money, uh, which I'm, I'm okay. I don't want them giving guns to people for free. They, they give enough. Uh, but 
the idea that um, and and you saw this in real time. First of all, it's the dumbest, the dumbest talking point of all time. That easier to buy a gun than it is to vote. Everyone knows how ridiculously easy it is to vote. It should be tougher. Drive-by voting is a scan or a mail-in voting, whatever. Drive-by registration, month-long early voting. Though that's a scandal. That was a scandal designed to get Democrats elected. It worked. And now Republicans have to fight like hell to get it back to the way the founding fathers wanted it. You vote on election day and in person, and then we could turn around this madness in the country where, you know, 80 million people vote for a guy who, who you know, wears his underwear on the outside of his pants and, and doesn't have, you know what day it is. That That's the reason we have him is because they made, under the guise of COVID, they made ele- uh, voting so easy that even morons apathetic people people who couldn't give a damn you know four years ago eight years ago are suddenly voting because they managed to make it is so easy the, the, the idea you can't even buy in in wyoming you can't even buy a you know shotgun as easy as it is to vote uh, is you can to vote and i retweeted somebody a woman who'd been sexually assaulted tried to get a gun and she listed all the things she had to do she had to like write an essay for the police chief she had to have four people write letters and her in support of her it is it is laughable to think it's easy that easy to get a gun well first of all it depends where you are secondly it depends what kind of gun but anywhere you go it's harder than um than voting uh much 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 harder um and the idea that voting is difficult i get that feedback too when i tweeted this and you do too was saying oh yeah but you're not down south in atlanta where they wait three hours in the in the rain and i'm like who's who's the election officials in right, atlanta? That's what elections are locally run so and uh, this you never hear this happening in red counties jerry no red counties it's always the blue counties that screw everything up it's like so talk to your local idiot mayor down there who's more than likely a democrat and talk to them about why the hell it's so goddamn inefficient Here's the, uh, here's the woman. Her name is Liz Joy. She's a candidate for Congress in New York, former candidate for Congress, didn't win, but, uh, and she's got pictures of her body all bruised up because she was attacked. And she said, to get my pistol permit, I had to take a New York safety class. I had to take and pass a handwritten test. I had to pass target class with a certified instructor. I had to get four letters written on my behalf for the judge. I had to write a letter myself to the judge on why I wanted a permit also, I could prevent this from happening again. And she tweeted a picture of her bruised legs and arms because she was attacked. It is amazing. These people are so concerned with women, and we'll get to that. Yeah. And and, women's and come right- on, what, what is the purpose of that? Do you think the mass shooter is going to be like, well, I was going to shoot up a grocery store, <laughs> store, but then you asked me that question, and then you got me. I'm done. I can't. I got You, you win. Well, I asked this question yesterday, Turtle Boy. He used an AR-15, and I know that's target for the – the gun grabbing crowd. And I understand that there's it's scary. AR 15s are scary. And people, some people are just really fanatical about their AR 15s. But what do you think Ahmad Alyssa would have done if he couldn't get an AR 15? Would he have just gone, you know, gone bowling or would he have gone and got a different gun? Because, well, the we- argument, okay, I'll do Reamer voice, Jerry. Jerry, you can kill people so much faster with an AR-15. So if we have a mental health crisis in this country and a lot of people are dealing with this stuff, at least we should be able to limit the damage that they do if they do get their hands on a gun. Okay, then. So a week before, Robert Long didn't get an AR-15. He got a 9 millimeter pistol, I believe, that day. 
and uh, killed eight. So, Jerry, if it had been an AR-15, it would have been 58. Would have been 10? So, I'm, uh, okay, I'm almost tempted to do this, and I know it's stupid, but I, I, how about we do everything they want, everything David Hogg wants? We ban the AR-15, background checks, close the loopholes, and everything else, psychological tests, red flag laws. Do you think someone like like uh, Ahmad Alyssa or Robert Long, you know, goes on the straight and narrow and doesn't kill anyone because they can't get a hold of an air. No, like you said yesterday, they'll get their hands on a pressure cooker. They'll figure something out. Like, you <laughs> no. know, like and, and maybe they from Cambridge either, but they got him. you know, maybe they won't get, maybe they won't kill 10. Maybe he'll kill seven or eight. It's still going to be, you still got an evil man intent on killing innocent people. That doesn't change. That's a problem. If, if you, if you make them use a different kind of gun, you know, he will, but whatever it's, it's, it's so predictable. It's so, uh, it, it, it's senseless. The whole idea that we, you know, a week ago it was white supremacy and anti-Asian this week. It was a white guy until it wasn't a white guy. And when it's, it wasn't a white guy, once we found out it was a Muslim terrorist, it was, Oh, what about the gun? Not what yeah. about the Muslims? Why was it so easy for the Syrian family to get into this country? And why, you know, can't they assimilate? Why does this kid who was made fun of in high school feel like he sh he can go out and kill ten people? Well, Islamophobia, Jerry. Islamophobia. That's coming. That's today. I predict today you'll see a story in the Washington Post from somebody in New York Times and, saying. And time out. And I'd just like to point out. And this is a, a brilliant tweet of mine at last night at Doctor Turtle Boy. I'd like to point this out. Last week, six of the eight people that were killed were Asian. And we and the gunman was white, and we were told that there is a white supremacy anti-Asian problem in this right. country that needs to be addressed. Well, this week there was ten white people. Every single one of them was white, was killed by a Middle Eastern person. So, do we have a Middle Eastern supremacy problem in this country? Why are white people being targeted, Jerry? I mean, how, I mean, I, I mean, I'm being facetious about it, but if we're going to be consistent, if race matters, if the race of the shooters and the victims matters, how come it doesn't matter now? Even, and you're right, it's a good question, it's a good point, but uh, Ahmad Alyssa could today in court say, I just hate white people, and it won't be an issue with the media. Even if he says it, it won't be an issue. Even if he declares it was all about race, we will move on to the gun, to mental health, to background checks or whatever. It won't be about race. Just That's just how it works. The guy in Atlanta, Robert Long, said it wasn't about race. They said it was about race. This guy... And he will say, it's always kind of funny when, when a guy, when a Muslim terrorist kills innocent people and say the motive is still unknown. Gee, what do you, what do you think the motive could be? And it'll be one left day. to, it'll be left to one or two people, you know, online, you know, people who've been banned from Twitter and Facebook to ask, was he radicalized in a mosque, in a Denver mosque, in a Boulder mosque? Was he radicalized online? Was there a... A, uh, a particular uh, uh, imam that radicalized. You know what, though, Jerry's like, I just don't care. I mean, a lot, and I know the right will do this, and I know that's like a leftist tactic, and usually I adopt leftist tactics. I just don't care where he was radicalized. All I know is he's a piece of shit for doing it. And so, like, so what? We're supposed to just shut down mosques because, I mean, I know where this is going. It's like, it's the same thing that they're trying to do to us. Like, well, you were radicalized on YouTube and QAnon, so we need to ban those and get people off of here. It's like, 
I don't like the direction we go when we start talking about where a person was radicalized because then we try to silence the speech that's coming out of those areas. And I'm just, I have a problem with that. Joey, I would, uh, well, well the fun, I think the follow-up is, is, you know, where did he go wrong? Well, how did this happen? Did he learn? How did he, why did he choose this path? And I do think his family should be held responsible at some level. If, if you know, if only for public shaming, if they knew, he bought a gun. If he knew he was full of hate and full of anger and they thought he was, they, they took it away. His family, I'm not sure how you do that. He was called a fucking terrorist at school and then beat the shit out of a kid. Like the signs were fucking everywhere. Right. Is it? Well, is right. that well, we, are. I, well, that kid's vindicated, right? I mean, he, yeah. he called, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> he, is. he called, but I mean, you know, again, this will be asked today of uh, dementia Joe and it'll be, you know, background checks and every other stupid thing, every other same old thing. And, Let's ban the AR-15, and I got a piece of legislation on my desk. I'm ready to sign it, and it's like I feel like saying, "Go ahead, do that. Just shut up about it. Do that because I don't think it'll change anything." And by the way, I think it was Monday, Monday morning, Sunday night. Fifteen people were shot and killed in, in Chicago. Fifteen. Want to talk about race, Turtle Boy? I, I the white supremacist, Jerry. <laughs> I don't think it. It was a proud boy, and an, it was a proud boy and an oath a proud boy and an oath keeper. They they conspired. They were talking. Uh, and uh, a three percenter uh, maybe in there. Yeah, 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 a three percenter, and they killed. And they were them. on parlor talking about it. I don't know if you. It, know it that. is amazing that fifteen people killed. You know, innocent people, some children, people. You know, trying to go to are killed in the city. They're all of one race, and you don't even know about it. You don't even hear about it. It's not even an issue. This is ten people killed, all white people by one Muslim terrorist, and it's all you hear about for three days. It's just the the, the double standard, the disparity is just it, it never ends. But we'll see today. I'll be watching. I'll be ready to uh, to chuckle when Joe kind of wanders off stage and out into traffic, and hopefully he'll be okay. They'll put up the civil alert and and bring him back home to the White House. But he'll he'll blame everything or blame everything. He'll place everything in the the capable hands of Kamala Harris, who will be down at the border laughing hysterically at nothing. At, oh, at God. Nothing. Oh. oh, I want to get to one thing Biden said yesterday because it's relevant. A couple of things that happened at the White House. One is our president, the 46th president, who has not yet been uh, deemed unfit for office and replaced by Kamala, uh, said yesterday He's big into this advancing promoting women and I guess promoting all you know minorities or all marginalized communities and now we have a uh, we have a gay cabinet member the first gay cabinet member ever or at least since Richard, Richard Grinnell not at least, does he not exist? at least since Rick Grinnell six months ago but like like the first gay cabinet member in like months and then we had uh, in Pete Buttigieg and then we have now we have the first transgender um cabinet member in rachel levine former richard levine from um wakefield massachusetts the pride of wakefield who is only in the cabinet or not she's not in the cabinet she's an assistant secretary but she needed a senate confirmation she got it 52 to 48 susan collins and lisa murkowski voted for this person because this person used to be richard is now rachel used to be a man now is a uh, a woman uh, decided 10 years ago in her fifties to transition. And I think that's wonderful. But ironically, if, she, if, if, if Rachel Levine had tried this 15 years ago, Maisie Hirono and Tammy Duckworth would not have voted for her. Cause she would have been a dude still. 
and they don't vote for guys. And, and uh, I know Tucker covered this, and it was a you know big deal in some places yesterday, and it should be. Maisie Hirono, the dumbest person in the Senate, and Tammy Not Duckworth, yeah. a uh, disabled veteran, declared yesterday. And it should be, it should be the biggest story ever that they will not vote for anyone unless they're a minority, a woman or LBGTQ yeah. because, so you could have a brilliant, you know, whatever. Yeah, Maya, Maya Pete is very lucky that he likes, he likes dudes or else That's he'd be unemployed. Point, right he would be, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't have a shot. So if you're a, say, a, say, say, I don't know, Mike Pompeo or say there's a Democrat version of Mike Pompeo. First in his class at West Point, you know, impeccable record, incredible guy, smart, you know, dogged guy. They would vote no because he likes females and he doesn't in his in his he identifies as a white man. That is, you know, flat out racism. That's what it, that's a definition of racism. They will not vote for any white people. They don't like white people. They're announcing it. They're like, hey, right. They're not hiding it. Unlike, you know, whatever race, racism in the past. Well, I guess it is. That like, means like Christine Blasey Ford couldn't even get hired. Well, she's a woman. That woman isn't on the list. Oh, it isn't? I thought women were on the list. I don't think women oh. was on the list. I think it was well, a people of color and LGBTQ. Right, right. So, you, um, well, what about women with purple hair like Megan Rep? Oh, she's a. Uh, she's LGBT. LGBT, yeah. She's yeah, a. So, so if you're a guy and you want to be in the cabinet and you really, really want to get the up thumbs up from these two, uh, hang senators. out with Reamer for a weekend and you'll be all set. <laughs> Trust me. Take a, yes. Take a trip you, just, to the back you, know, it might not be your thing, but yeah. it's a good, damn good job. I mean, you get to be in the cabinet, so it's worth it. It's worth a little bit of fun with Reams. Anyway, um, back to Joe Biden, who is, I mean, just so transparent, this identity politics, this effort to promote people strictly on their immutable characteristics on how they were born, not what they accomplished, you know, not what, you know, what they'll do on the job. It's just how you were born. You were born with, with dark skin. You were born, uh, um, female, you were born gay. You were born bisexual. You will be, uh, uh confirmed by the Senate or at least by these couple of senators. And if you're, and if you're, uh, transgender, you're in, I mean, Democrats did not care. I, I, I want to get I want to get move on from this, but Rachel Levine was a disaster as the Secretary of Health in Pennsylvania. Her record is abysmal. She, like Cuomo, ordered coronavirus positive patients into nursing homes. She killed thousands of senior citizens in Pennsylvania. And you know what makes it worse? She got a grant. She got her mother pulled, out first. She pulled her ninety-five-year-old mother out of a nursing home and put her in the dead of the night, put her in a hotel. She survived. Uh, all the thousands of other grandparents, parents did not survive. If that's not the most despicable thing a public health official has ever done, I don't know what like is. It's like the Titanic jumping on the first lifeboat, Jerry. Right. And shoving people out of the way to get on the lifeboat. And this woman, this person, this woman, Rachel Levine, was confirmed by every single Democrat and two turncoat Republicans not because she has a great record as a public health official. Clearly, she does not. She was confirmed for one reason. She is now a woman, used to be a man. That's it. It makes history. Look at us. We have a transgender assistant uh, secretary of health. Congratulations. The country has lost its mind. The people, the elderly in Pennsylvania, just like the children, the, the, the girls playing high school sports, 
The elderly in Pennsylvania do not matter. Their collateral damage, we have a bigger uh, goal in sight, and that's to get this person confirmed, and it worked. Hang on, hold that thought. I got to talk about our great new sponsor, GovX. Uniform professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership at GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. This site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month, GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast, easy, and totally free. Become a member today and use Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com, savings for those who serve. This is Denny Somak, host of The Rock Podcast. I'm a producer, author, and rock historian, and I want to share with you some of the greatest stories in rock and roll. Well, Bonzo was the best hard rock drummer ever, hands down. I mean, no one comes within a mile of him. And I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. John Lennon had this wise guy look on his face, just like me and my friends were just a bunch of wise guys, street kids. The first guitar I ever had was a Spanish guitar, and I couldn't really get the hang of it. I was only 13. I had never written a song before, actually, and uh, so Jim says, okay, everybody go home and write some songs, you know. And so I went, went home and wrote Light My Fire. Join me for The Rock Podcast, the only podcast that matters, from Podcast One or wherever you get yours. Yesterday was a big day for the ladies, big day for women. Rachel Levine was confirmed, and Megan Rapinoe made her appearance at the White House, and we'll get to her. But first, Joe Biden made a declaration that was so absurd. Um, I, I was... I was I was trying to uh, come up with a response to his ridiculous declaration, and it was just I didn't even know where to begin. Everyone had a different suggestion. Here it is: he, Joe Biden. I don't know if you have this colonnade said that women can do everything better than men. Literally, you know, I've told my daughters, granddaughters, from the time they were old enough to understand what I was saying, and I mean it. There's not a single thing. A man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. Shouldn't there be a limit to your obsession with identity politics? Uh, when you say something on its face so absurd that there's nothing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Uh, I mean, I thought of a hundred things. I, I threw out just a glib response and said, you know, pull-ups. Women can't do pull-ups. or push can't. Women can't do pull-ups? <laughs> They can't do. Ronda Rousey can do way more pops than me. Come on, Zidane Chara weighs two hundred fifty pounds. He did thirty five pull-ups. It was one of the most amazing feats I've ever seen. Tim Hasselbeck did thirty something, thirty six pull-ups in like a jacket, a tie, and, and dress clothes. Some guys, I mean, a woman, the most fit women in the world, could probably do ten. 
Anyway, I'm not debating that. Of course, they men can do more. They're stronger. They have stronger upper bodies. Women can do the splits. I always wished I could do that. I they, I didn't say I there wasn't things. Where I do yoga. Women are much, 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 Way much better. better at yoga. Way better. But, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not saying women could do some things better. Men could. He says women could do everything better. Why does, and I know it's a, it's a rhetorical question. Why does Joe Biden feel compelled to lie to the world? First of all, I said, I tell my daughters, correct me if I'm wrong. He has one daughter, right? And she died. No. Well, that's right. She, he had a daughter who died and I guess she could count. She died as a little child, but he has yeah. one daughter with, so he has one living daughter. So it, it doesn't oh, He matter. has a living daughter. Yes. With his, with Jill, I believe. I mean, I, could, I didn't even know they had kids. I believe. Let me look it up. Let me look Naomi, it up. Naomi and Ashley. Let me see which one. Which one? Uh, so I guess he told you, you. You're right. He has a daughter who passed away. But anyway, and he told his granddaughters. And if you told this, so I told my daughter. You guys have daughters. If you tell your daughter, there's nothing men can do better than women. Aren't they going to say, what, "What about you know fighting, Dad? What about what about running? You know, what about jumping? What about basketball? What about uh, hockey? I mean, there's the list is endless, and obviously there's all kinds of funny, stupid, glib things. I got all the responses from people saying, what about peeing standing up? You what know? about stand-up comedy? <laughs> Amy <laughs> Schumer. Is excellent. <laughs> you know? Excellent one. I thought that too because, I mean, I say this all the time. Men are better at writing nonfiction. I mean, rather writing fiction, better at writing novels. You know, you know Harlan Coben and, you know, the guys can write. There aren't as many women, but there, women write better nonfiction, you know, like Ann Coulter and uh, Michelle Malkin and the, the people like uh, they're really good reporters out there. And you see, uh, uh, and, and, you know, people like Jackie McMullen, really good news uh, magazine writers. But fiction, I think men are better. I'm not going to sit here and debate it all day. But the point is, of course, there's things men do better. He mentioned the Navy, and he made an appointment to the Navy, Naval Academy. And he mentioned <coughs> these uh, military leaders, these um, these generals that he's promoted. The Navy SEALs have allowed women to try out, right? To 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 be, try to become Navy SEALs. You know how many yeah, have passed? Tell me more. <laughs> Do you know how many have passed the test? Zero. 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 They're they're qual they're allowed. They're you know they're invited. Come on in. Try to try to become a seal. Sucks, Jerry. There are no female seals. There never have been because it's really physically hard. But what's the point of lying to the world, lying to your children and grandchildren? What is the point? Because it sounds good. Like everything the Democrats do is just based on sounding good. They're so good at branding. Like Black Lives Matter. We go back to that again. Every slogan they come up with is genius. And it's just like, no, I mean, Obviously, we know that's not true. Joe Biden didn't write that speech, obviously, but it was workshopped. And some people are like, yeah, we'll just throw in there. Well, we know this isn't true, right? Yeah, but yeah, who gives a shit? Just sounds good. Just say it. But, but your kids, whether they're you know young kids like yours and, and or high school or college or grownups, they know it's absurd. They know that men are stronger and faster and, and, and you know more physically able to do things. And, and they also know men are are better at other, you know, whatever, stand-up comedy, or, or they know there are things men do better and other things women do better. What, why do they have, why do you have to make the point or make, or, or just flat out lie that say women could do, 
make things better. I mean, get put them in the ring and fight. You know, because everything they, they say is a lie, Jerry. They say men can be women. I mean, if we, if we can't challenge that lie, then what can we challenge? All right. Well, to make the point, and I guess, I guess he thought he was making a point, but they invite uh, one Megan Rapinoe, purple-headed uh, soccer, uh, a narcissistic soccer star for the U.S. women's team. I mean. One of the most famous women in America and uh, the definition of liberal privilege. She has purple hair. She likes women. She doesn't like men. She is a outspoken, you know, feminist and uh, activist and radical uh, uh, liberal. All those things add up to this woman is untouchable. You would agree that she is perhaps the single most privileged Outside of the Obama family, is there a more privileged person in America than Megan Rapinoe? No, and she's also very wealthy. She talks a lot about pay, but I'm quite sure that she has many millions of dollars worth of endorsements, and she's doing pretty goddamn well for herself. So Megan Rapinoe went in. Uh, she was in the White House. This is the briefing room where you bring people like this. Yeah, stood up there. Stood up there, and I don't know if you have it, Dave, but talked about how she has been discriminated against. Yeah, and despite those wins. I've been devalued, I've been disrespected, and dismissed because I am a woman. And I've been told that I don't deserve any more than less because I am a woman. You see, despite all the wins, I'm still paid less than men who do the same job that I do. For each trophy, of which there are many, and for each win, for each tie, and for each time that we play, it's less. And I know there are millions of people who are marginalized by gender in the world and experience the same thing in their jobs. And I know that there are people who experience even more where the layers of discrimination continue to stack against them. Okay, you mentioned, uh, I mentioned uh, like uh, Biden. <laughs> That's a good point. Biden, you know, lying, saying women can do everything better than men, just pandering. Pandering is the word, lying. What a strong, um, this is the perfect person, the perfect example to bring before the, the, the country and say, look, here's more, uh, here's more myth-making, the idea that they do the same job. They, do the, if they, they don't do the same job. It's like saying, you know, why don't, if, um, you know, if, if, if the Celtics are all making eight million bucks a year, why doesn't that uh, men's team at the Y League, why don't they make it? They play the same sport. Why don't right. they and, make, and, why and don't they like all make it? All this, like, we, we're doing better than the men's team. Like, and can we, enough with that, please? Like, most of the countries that the men play, like, how do you think Portugal, how do you think the girls' soccer program in Portugal is, Jerry? Do they seem like a very progressive country? Have you met Portuguese families before around here? They're some of the most traditional people in the world. Women don't play sports. They don't, you know what I mean? They're living in the freaking 19th century. So when you go, these countries, of course, the, the men are much better because the men play sports and the girls don't. So America is one of the only countries in the world where girls are playing sports from a young age. We should win in all girls sports. And right, just soccer, like everybody's playing. And there's like six teams in women's soccer in the whole world. And the U.S. wins, and it's amazing. In the men's, there's like 300 teams. I'm looking at the number. You're right. Where to begin on this? I'm looking at the numbers. Somebody sent me the disparity in World Cup prize money and revenue. Um, 
the men world's cup this is from the 2018 men's world cup total revenue <laughs> six billion dollars for the men six billion dollars for the men's uh, world cup the women's world cup is that true could that be true uh total revenue 131 million six billion to 130 million that would be one two three 40 times i believe bigger or something like that it's um the men uh make more the the, the revenues more i realize the women in america the you know the, they they win more because there aren't there's not a lot of competition and people like them and support them you know what she should be saying the exact opposite for what she said she's not being discriminated against and marginalized because she's a woman she's being elevated because she's a woman and this is the united states and they want the women's team to be celebrated the media does the you know the, the white house she's speaking at the white house talking about how she's been marginalized I mean, very impressed. I know she, does she under does she even understand the irony, the the lack of self awareness that this no. purple headed this purple headed egomaniac could stand up, who's making a fortune, who's worth a lot of money, who's making a lot of money to play soccer, even though most of the country, most of the world doesn't give a damn about women's soccer. Again, revenue six billion to one hundred and thirty million. That that's and and the prize money is uh, you know exponentially higher for men. The pay is higher because they make more. They bring in more. Uh, as the Babylon Bee said, a uh, woman soccer player shocked that the supply the 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 law of supply and demand it, uh, is you know is uh, taking place here in the world of women uh, world of professional soccer. That is supply and demand. If you want to be paid more, then go into engineering, go into architecture, go where the money is. You know, like that's that's why the pay gap exists is because women gravitate towards jobs that don't tend to pay as much money as as men's job as the jobs does, that men gravitate towards. Does what? that data break down what the revenue, like what portion the men get yeah. in pay for, like from the revenue? What percentage? Yes, the, the women get a higher percentage. The men, the men get four hundred million. Um, of the six point, uh, it's the men get 400 million, the women get 30 million. The percentage, uh, the women's percentage, you're right, is much higher. Yeah, much they, higher. They get men get 400 million, women get 30 million. So you can't get paid with money that doesn't exist. What do these that, people think? That's that's not just for that's, USA soccer, right? That's globally in the world. It, cup, that's world cup. That's the world cup. That's the world. So 400 million. Here's, here's the breakdown 400 million for men is the total prize money for men. 30 million for women. The winner's prize money, the winning team, the men get 38 million, the women get 4 million. And the reason is that the men bring in again 6 billion, the women bring in 130 million. Megan Rapinoe, she's obviously, you know, completely, you know, blind to this or whatever, lacks the self-awareness, but she's not a moron. She knows the disparity is in the revenue, is in the level of popularity. It's not even close. The it's like, I mean, it's like the WNBA. Oh no, the uh, women's NCAA demanding equal accommodations. They're demanding the same kind of weight room and hotel rooms and flights as the men. When the men make, and we went over the numbers the other day, the men make almost a billion a year in their TV deal. It's I think it's at nine hundred million. With ES, I mean, with uh, the various TBSs and TNTs and and uh, CBSs, that 
their contract pays them almost uh, almost a billion. It goes up to, in 2015, it goes over a billion. The men bring in 1.1 billion. The women is a fraction of that. In fact, the women operate at a loss. They have this big contract with ESPN. It's kind of uh, hard to um, uh, delineate because it's a contract that calls for a whole bunch of minor sports to be on ESPN, including, you know, like volleyball and whatever. I don't, I don't know what else they, they put on their baseball, softball. And altogether, they make a fraction of what the men make. The women's tournament operates at a loss. The men's tournament brings in almost a billion a year. And they're demanding, and not just demanding, demanding it with – you know, with indignation, like how dare you give them a big weight room? Okay, so you realize, like the most of these professional athletes, like LeBron James, probably makes more money in endorsements. I'm guessing than he does getting paid by the NBA. I'm I'm just gonna guess. I don't know that as a fact. Oh, you, oh, you mean that one billion dollar lifetime deal he signed with? Much Nike? more. Yeah. Right. Would- so, like, my point here is this: like, nobody is more marketable than the than the United States women's soccer team, right? They're like people love them, girls love them. Why aren't they doing it? Why isn't Nike marketing them better? Why isn't Nike, this progressive organization, giving out gigantic contracts to every single member of the of the women's soccer team? Why, why aren't they? Because that's where the money is made in endorsements. And what are they doing to market themselves? If they're counting on revenue from the World Cup, you're, you're not going to get anything because there is no revenue. So why don't you go out and sell yourself? That's how capitalism works. Well, it, does, it doesn't matter. The question she sends, why don't I get paid as much as the men? And no, I guess no one has the guts to say, uh, Megan, you don't bring in nearly as much money. Your sport is not as popular. You, If there's anyone who should be grateful uh, for what this country gives her and her teammates, it's Megan Rapinoe. Because as you point out, in many countries around the world, you could be the greatest female soccer player and you'd be like, you know, an afterthought. You don't. No one cares. No one celebrates you. You don't get any endorsements. She's she gets endorsements. She was in, I believe, the naked issue of uh, what? Oh. What's the, uh, ESPN magazine? Or she was in the swimsuit of SI. I mean, she's she's celebrated by everybody. She has a pur- she has purple hair. She likes women. She, yeah, she, she had. A, yeah, I remember she had a deal with boxes. Sam. Yeah, she had a deal with Sam. So she's she's marketable. So it's almost like you ask the question. All right, why don't you go make all the money and how, are you giving it back to some of your teammates? Because you're using you're using the brand of women's soccer to That's propel great. yourself. Are oh, you yeah. helping out your friends around you here? Great that you're, point. Great that you're point. Trying to fight for? My every time she comes out and I you know saying you always hear this one too. I like this uh, little factoid on April fourth, two thousand and seventeen. We're coming up on the. Uh, fourth anniversary of a big game for the U.S. women's soccer team. Do you guys know what game that was? Did they beat France or Finland? <laughs> no. I don't know. You tell me. They lost. They lost. The score was 5-2. Oh, to the high school kids. No, 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 no. Not high school kids. The U-15 team in, in Dallas. FC Dallas U-15. Now, that means under. The U is under, correct? Yes, under. Under 15. The boys under 15 beat the best women in the world. Jerry, the refs were awful in that game, though. I oh, saw that's it. right. Yeah, the they, they, lucky pounce. It was windy. They, you know, their plane was late. They didn't have enough sleep. They got smoked Bullshit by 14-year-old boys. Um, and I, I read the story last night because someone brought it to my, you know, reminded me of it. And it's true. They said that the media, obviously, they, the people covering the, the women are just totally in the tank. It's like not even journalism but they wrote oh the the women didn't really take it seriously it was just an exhibition oh sure they got smoked by a bunch of 
prepubescent boys and they didn't really care. Sure they didn't. And now they'll be, you know, now they're reminded of it every time they do this. It's like the the track uh the I don't know if you saw that stat and you're a track guy, turtle boy, but the the fastest woman in the world in the is it the four hundred meters? Allison Felix is the fastest woman in the world right. in the fourth grade. In, yeah. in America last year, not in the whole world, in America, there were like 300 boys that beat her best time. Oh, yeah. The fast, she runs like a 49, high 49. And like high, the, the Massachusetts State Championship every single year will be below that. They will, they will be 49. Hundreds of, of teenage boys, 16, 17-year-old boys who are faster than the kids fastest from, Like There's kids from Hingham for, that are faster than the fastest woman in the world. High school kids, like uh, routinely every year, that will happen. So why do we have to pretend it's not that way? Why do we have to pretend that a good high school team couldn't beat the best team in the WNBA ten times out of ten? We or don't. Beat- That's the beauty. We can do whatever we want, and we're doing <laughs> okay. it right now. <laughs> we can, but I guess I guess the question would be: Is the the White House that tone deaf that they bring out Megan Rapinoe? And I'm telling you, I'll I'll tell you what kind of um. How many, uh, what kind of reaction I got? I got 200, well, I got a whole bunch of responses, uh, 250 likes to this tweet I did last night and a bunch of responses. Oh, look at you. Look at you. But, but they're all, usually half of the, my responses are, you know, you suck. Yeah, you got a lot of, you get ratioed a lot, Jerry. I'm going to be yes, honest. Yes, Well, uh, not on this, not on this. You have enemies, that's why. But people, and they follow me. Usually people on, on yeah, Twitter. They're, they're called, they're called minifans. Twitter, uh, Twitter on Twitter, generally, you know, people get uh, are preaching to the choir. You know, they get support because their supporters like them. And I like to, you know, I like to have both sides. I like to fight. But on this, it's consensus. Nobody defends her for uh, saying I should get paid as much as the men, even though they bring in one, two, three, four, 40 times more revenue. Nobody says that's that that's good idea. Give women the same amount of money, even though I don't, they don't bring in nearly as much as the men everyone understands supply and demand everyone knows how the free market works except this purple-headed commie apparently who goes to the white house to complain that she's marginalized and disrespected and dismissed because she's a woman on the same day on the same day the 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 white house celebrated the confirmation of a woman who used to be a man and if he were still a man would have been wouldn't even been nominated first of all, and if he were nominated, would have lost a hundred to nothing because he's uh, the uh, completely incompetent uh, public health official. But he is now a she, and everyone wants to say, "I was there when history was made. I voted for the first ever transgender, whatever, Secretary of Health, Assistant Secretary of Health." Being a woman is not a disadvantage in this, certainly in this White House, in this current climate, and when you say it is. You are, uh, it, it, is, it is just plain out laughable. You, you should be laughed out of the room. Megan Rapinoe, you should be laughed out of the room. I'm going to say Megan Rapinoe could make, what do you think? Low end, 150000 High end, 350000 per speaking engagement. What do you think? Because she's, she's literally the face yes. of this issue. And I, I have to imagine if she wanted to, if she wanted to speak, she could probably speak once a week and make a shit ton of money. And she's a socialist. So why isn't she spreading the wealth, like you said, with her teammates? That's a great point, Colley. This Thank is why we have you on this point. I'm here. <laughs> why I'm here. 
Yeah. Uh, did you look it up? What like what she's worth in it or anything? She's. Uh, I did. Yeah, she. It said. I think it said like three million dollars is what she's worth, and it tried That's to it? say that she only made one hundred fifty thousand dollars last year, which I think was just her soccer earnings. We're not tabulating speaking right. endorsements. On like, is, does EA Sports have a women's soccer game? I mean, why isn't Jeez. that? Check, check this out. Check this out. I'm just looking at her bio. She's sponsored by Ready, Nike, Procter and Gamble, Body Armor, Hulu, Luna, Luna Bar, Samsung, and DJO Global. Yeah, and those companies don't have anybody. And appeared in multiple promotional pieces, uh, promotional pieces for clothing company Wild Fang, as well as for Nike. In 2019, she co-founded a gender-neutral lifestyle brand with fellow athletes. I don't know who any of these people are. She was on uh, Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2020. This woman is the most privileged and supported uh, athlete, female athlete in America. Hang on, hold that thought. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've, seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. By the way, did you see the uh, uh, radio hosts in um, Buffalo? Oh, let me get what town. Who got fired yesterday? They ranked women... I'll get the story, and uh, I'm you know no one else is going to talk about this today. I can promise okay. you, nobody okay. on um, on uh, traditional terrestrial radio is going to talk about this. But it's so bizarre and so outrageous that uh, we should mention it. What that's what we're here for. We don't have a uh, we don't have a program director who's going to call us in after the show unless you know Colin does it. A Buffalo radio host ranked women by the ranked black women by the color of their skin that's, on not, good. that's not good and uh, it said it was like and ranked them like toast i don't know how that would work nope. don't do that i'm thinking we should yeah. yeah i'm thinking that's bad that's uh, not a good name idea is rob well i look to see if you know he's another <clears throat> you know see what company worked for he worked for cumulus he was fired immediately and the uh, guys he was on the air with were suspended he's the host of uh, the <clears throat> morning show on 97 rock and he said he would never he wouldn't like serena Le, serena williams level toast i don't even know what that means uh but would uh be okay with um halle berry level toast oh god oh god oh so the conversation wasn't about ranking black women 
the conversation was about them, but he would he would uh, he likes black women who are light-skinned but not dark-skinned he said that on the air and let and, me guess let me guess and all the people around him who were in the studio just like black. fake after all yes yeah. yeah. they should all go they should all get they it. all got suspended oh he writes gail king is not even on my toaster level what the, just toaster. what the he actually said the word mulatto this guy was the morning host what in nirvana they had He's a hit song. Can you even sing that song? It smells like Teen Spirit anymore? Uh, probably not. Probably like not. This guy was fired immediately. One of his co-hosts was the um, uh, the uh, in in arena announcer, the PA announcer for the uh, Sabers. He lost yeah. he lost that job for uh, for laughing. Yes, he was the yeah. um, wow the, the 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 Pagulas who owned the Bills and the Sabers fired the guy immediately as their play as their. Uh, as their PA announcer, it's incredible what they said. Without, I mean, it's I know Buffalo. it's a different world. Thinking. I've been to Buffalo, Jerry. They, they, there's no political correctness in that city. It hasn't come to them yet. They don't probably doesn't even think I anything's mean, wrong with it. Don't, don't, don't they kind of keep up with the news, the internet? No, they don't. Twitter. Like the and, F word and, for, for homosexuals has been out for quite some time, right? Not in Buffalo, it hasn't. You go up there, you're going to be called that word constantly. It's just how they are up there. Trying to figure people. out, trying to figure out like how long they've been on the air. They, I mean, if this is the tone of the show, they must say outrageous things all the time. That's but, not even uh, funny though. That's got no like comedic value to it, or right. like that, that's just like it's ridiculous. I mean, that's so stupid. <laughs> what are you thinking? I mean, they then they scrubbed the audio, but someone, of course, had it, and the internet is forever. And uh, I don't even know how you recover from that. Like, you you don't. You, you, he just don't. He's he's blind. I mean, well, he lets you go the full Robert Bird. There is a way out, Jerry. You just become a Democrat, <laughs> and then you get all uh, is literally forgiven. I guess that's his only option, Robert Lederman, because I mean, is he going to start a podcast? What's he going to do? Is he yeah. going to? Uh, Go work at the Home Depot. What do you do if you're Robert? No, I don't. I mean, I don't know Buffalo like Turtle Boy says. I don't think you bounce back from that. Channel. I mean, I'd, I'd have to listen to it to find out exactly what, what it sounds. In reading it, reading the text, it sounds so uh, inappropriate and awkward that I, I find it hard to believe that they would even fake laugh at this. It's so yeah. stupid. He said he set the, his toaster's level to the skin level. To the skin color of the attractiveness of the women I find attractive. That's yes. what that's what Rob Lederman, host of the morning show, said to his co-host Rich the Bull Gansler. The Bull Klein. The Bull and Chris Klein are both suspended. Lederman was fired immediately. Ranking um Serena Williams, Halle Berry, and Gail King based on his toaster level. Yes. Okay. Yes. But, yes. Anyway. Just, I mean, but don't you forget the, the context or the, or the content. If someone says this, your only conclusion is too stupid to be a host. He's too stupid to understand what's appropriate, not appropriate. It's not like it's really debatable. Is it? There's not like a gray area here. You hear no, that? I don't think, I think he's new to the business because he thinks that's something normal to say. You know what I mean? Like, I bet he's only been there a couple of years, maybe a year. And he's of course, trying, you know. Howard Stern 20 years ago said something much, much, much more offensive than that. Every segment of every show every day. And, and you point out, you know, what do you do? You, you, you become a Democrat. Well, that was Howard Stern's um, solution. Howard Stern was also problem. funny. 
No he question. Was, it's funny. But when you think back, he used the N-word. He used the F-word, the, the gay slur F-word repeatedly. Now what he does, when he's asked about it now, he says, I never said that. He literally does the deny, exactly. deny, deny. I never said it. And you've seen a few uh, you know, uh, examples on the internet where he'll say, I never said that. And someone will dig up video of him actually saying it. The skit he did with Leon uh, Helmsley, uh, what's his name? Uh, Helmsley, Sherman Helmsley, who used to be uh, uh, George Jefferson. He did a skit. It's the most incredibly over the top, big lips and all these black jokes about That's whatever. Watermelon. It's just the most nope. incredibly over the top thing. And it's on video. You can find it. Google it right now. You can watch it. And he'll say, nope, I never did it. And he'll go on The View and he'll have, you know, you name it, Ellen on his show. And they'll talk about, nah, I never. And, and, and now he's so over the top in his devotion to um, rehab himself. Santa Claus was white, Jerry. That That's cancelable. You ever say, I mean, that, Megan Kelly, that's Megan all. Kelly said she understood how kids used to think it was okay to dress as you know, um, um, Michael Jackson or Beyonce didn't do it. Didn't endorse it. Just said she could understand that people could dress as a black person on Halloween. And she didn't think she was fired. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, uh, who actually dressed as black people and had the fake black dialect. They're fine. So if that doesn't tell you all you need to know, but Howard Stern's go so gone so far down that rehab road of trying to, uh, uh, win over potential critics by being a good hardcore. He now defends Andrew Cuomo. He's the only one out there on an Island defending killer Cuomo because he's so in his mind, it's the only way to survive. And you know what? As, as little respect as I have for him now, he's right. He's, he's right. right. He didn't, if he didn't completely change his image among the beautiful people and the media, which are one and the same in many cases, he'd be done right now. He wouldn't still be on, Satellite, he'd be done. If he was the same guy he was 20 years ago, he'd have been canceled years ago. Yeah, but he would have he would have made a living in the underworld. Like there there is a resistance movement, Jerry, and it, there's like people like me survive, right? Like we're here, we're not starving. Like we're getting by. Oh, well, you survive. He has a 50 million dollar home on the water in Palm Beach. Yeah, I couldn't afford that. <laughs> I need some more donuts. <laughs> he has he has two hundred million dollars in homes, just in homes, three homes, and they're worth two hundred million dollars. It's a little different than you want to know a, a great example. Nick DiPaolo, the great comedian, who is completely uh, unfiltered, un, un unencumbered, just says what he wants. He's canceled by everybody, by YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, and he just keeps doing it. And his audience finds a way and he makes a living and he goes on tour when he's allowed to, and he makes a living, but he doesn't thrive because he will not play the game. He will not go full Howie Hamptons and suddenly start trying to ingratiate himself to all the right people. That's a good example. Nick DiPaolo, I don't know how much money he's making. He's not making, you know, Howard Stern money, but he's doing what he wants to do. He's true to himself. We should do. We should talk to Nick Apollo again sometime soon, Colin Ang, because he was, he was great. The one guest in my entire life who made me uncomfortable. <laughs> he is. A, he is a character. I like. I like him. I. I don't watch enough of his show, but he is a character. Okay. He just says whatever he wants, and whatever it's about race or sex or gender or whatever, I guarantee he's done 
segments about Rachel Levine and he just doesn't care. Come after him, try to cancel him. He'll find a way like turtle boy, much like turtle boy, he will find a way, but, and you don't let it get to you turtle, but you don't let it frustrate you that they never stop trying to. I did have a mental breakdown a couple of months ago, but besides no, that's that, a good yeah. point. Yeah. But who doesn't everyone yeah. I work for has those as everyone I'm with has mental breakdowns. No, I, I, I survive, you know, I'm like a cockroach. Yeah. I, I would survive, it, but- it feels like it wasn't, uh, it, it was like a natural thing that just progressed and happened. It doesn't feel like you were like overly, uh, emotional about the fact that somebody tried to remove all your revenue sources right right like, right, right like you don't yeah. react to that shit which is just wild to me because you can't you can't all you, you can't whine anything. about things you just got to find another way that's what you got to survive somehow you have to figure I mean, we, got, we got our first youtube uh strike the other day and in my brain i'm like how why what and you would just i mean you probably gotten fifty thousand. don't get three you, got, you can get two. You can't get three. Is, that, is that the number? And I'm like asking Colin, I'd say, what did we do? Said we talked about election oh, fraud. Voter fraud. We referenced voter, voter fraud. fraud. We just yep. talked about it. And it's so out of control. Big tech is so on, uh, it, it just out of control. It's frightening. I'm like, so what? We never said, you know, they stole the election unless we're, we were kind of joking. But we talked about election fraud, voter fraud, and they flagged After it. the insurrection. That was the problem. After, right the, after insurrection. the insurrection. Yeah, I, I think I didn't call it an insurrection. I called it a riot, and that's not allowed either. You must call it an armed insurrection, even though they had no arms. But that doesn't matter. We don't care. Don't, don't nitpick. It was an armed insurrection designed to overthrow the government, and Viking Man was going to be the new God King if only— God willing. Stopped, if we only stopped the certification— we would now be, uh, he'd be in the White House right now, God, the Viking man. But instead, well, he, luckily, he, luckily, baseball season's right around the corner. We won't get any strikes anymore. We'll have a lot of baseball games to analyze. Viking man would at least be doing press conferences, Jerry. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. He'd be down on the border. He'd be, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't need handlers to tell him when to speak. He speaks when, when he wants to. All right. I, before we, before we wrap this up, um, and, uh, um, I got a big weekend plan. I got a big. I don't know about you guys. I got a big weekend. My my best friend's in prison. He's getting out, so we yes. have to that. Uh, I think he's going to be on house arrest, so we have to go to his house to celebrate. And uh, yes, what's and- Jerry? You're hanging out with the homies. Jerry's hanging out with the homies that got just got out on bail. Yes, yeah, you, know, you, know, you know what you got to do to get a prison these days. You got to do some pretty serious stuff. But um, I wanted to play this Ted Cruz sound because we talk about about, about oh, the mask police. And this is just funny. Yesterday, if you hadn't seen it, if you haven't seen it, Ted Cruz and a bunch of other senators did a press conference. Um, and they, you know, as usual, this the group of them stands in the back and one of them steps to the mic. And this was Cruz's turn. So he takes off his mask, as, by the way, everybody does. Biden does it. Harris does it. Whenever people, you know, Rachel Levine did it. They take off their mask when they speak, right? If they don't, then you can't really understand them. Obviously, the mask is not there to protect anyone. Obviously, as Rand Paul said, it's just theater. All the pre- all the um, senators have been uh, vaccinated. They've all been tested. There is no threat from anyone. But as you know, the mask police don't care. It's just theater. It's just show. It shows you care about your fellow man. And the worst, the most fanatical mask uh, People are in the media and in the Washington press corps. So what happens when Ted Cruz steps up to the mic? It's one of these Karens in the Washington press corps. Could you please put your mask on, Senator? And he handled it beautifully, as he often does. 
Uh, yeah, when I'm talking to the TV camera, I'm not going to wear a mask, and all of us have been immunized. So, uh, you're welcome to step away if you like. The whole, the whole point of a vaccine, CDC guidance is what we're following. So polite about how it's going. They they want to and and uh, Rand Paul was the best when he when we dressed down flip flop Fauci but that is uh, the way to handle it. He said you know it's we've like, been vaccinated. Been you know what he should have said? Turtle Boy should see these guys behind me. They should all take their masks off. They're all yeah, vaccinated. That wasn't vicious enough in my opinion. The guy goes it would make us feel better. I always said oh I apologize. See I'm a United States senator. Nobody gives a shit what makes you feel better. Like nobody, like that. Does, I don't know what made you possibly think that me. I should ever care about what makes you feel good, but I don't. Just to be clear about that. And 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 by the way, they put out the call. A few people did on Twitter. I saw. It. Who was that? And we have yet to find out. Right? It can't um, be that hard. A, a, an an actual grown man, a grown adult man, working in Washington for the media, says, "If you." another grown man who's vaccinated, who doesn't have the virus, who tested negative, who's never, ever going to give make me sick. And by the way, is standing good 10, 12 feet away. If you put a piece of cloth over your mouth, I'll feel better. That's a grown man. And you're right. I tell you're right. Cruz should have dressed him down the way he's capable of and embarrassed him and said, why would that make you feel better? I'm just curious. What would make you, what about that would make you feel better, sir? Yeah. It's like, so what, why, what are you scared of exactly? You know, I can't, or she, he should have just lectured him. Like you understand a vaccine when you get it, it means you can't get it or give it. So why should I wear a mask? What, what do you, I would have made a fool of that guy, but that's just cause I'm not, I mean, I'm not beautiful Ted. I'm, that's why I'm a blogger and he's a United States Senator. He's a little bit more diplomatic than I. Yeah, but sometimes, he, he, you know, you know how he can be. And uh, he could have absolutely embarrassed that person. And it was a man, so it wasn't going to be accused of, uh, you know, sexism or anything, bullying. He would have just said, what the hell would ma make you feel better about that? And I'm looking for his name, and I don't see it anywhere. I've got... Uh, oh, yeah, I've, I've searched everywhere. I can't find his name. His name is Rapport, whether we like it or not. How is that possible that it's not, like, easily findable who that guy was? It's got to be. Uh, I know a lot of people asked throughout the question, and I, I figured uh, someone would out the guy. But um, there's all kinds of stories on all kinds of reports. You know, the right wing media saying it was great, the way and the other left wing saying how rude it is to not. Wear. I mean, none of these guys wear masks when they do press conferences, do they? Uh, no, I mean they they go up and they take it. Jen Psaki takes it off every time. No, right, and they make that's part of the theater. Trump, uh, Biden right. does appeals even even on like the CBS News every night. Like the, Manuel Bajorquez for months has been wearing that goddamn mask, and you just, it's such an awful sound. They all sound like the the grown ups from Charlie Brown. That you can just tell when the mask is on. I can hear. I know what mask voice sounds like now, and it's right. just. It's so annoying. It's just it's starting to become a real pet peeve of mine. Mask voice. My, me too. And I watch reporters. I say, you, you got to do a two-minute report. Nobody's near you. You know this is just theater. Why don't you do your job right? Make it so people can understand you clearly and take the mask off for two minutes. And they won't do it. Gary, I see a lot of conservative people on Twitter and social media that say, like, honestly, I would probably just get the vaccine if I knew it was my ticket out of the mask. But right. like, so you sh if you should be encouraging people 
to get the like that that should be the the pot of gold like right. people are hesitant about getting the vaccine tell them okay get the vaccine you don't gotta wear the mask anymore people would I, do it i don't think i'm gonna get the vaccine you know why because uh Fauci told me it didn't matter i, yeah, I was gonna point? get it i was gonna get it you know trump told me to get it i said i'm gonna get it and then Fauci said you can't get rid of the mask you can't go see uh, old you know whatever old people you can't hug your friend you got to stay inside you got a distance you can't do this you can't do it. and i said hell with it i don't need no one jabbing a needle in me if it's not going to change my life fauci's the worst or i should say the best anti-vaxxer spokesman there is out there flip-flop flip-flop uh, flip flouchy uh but anyway anyway we'll uh, we'll find out how about that we will find out which reporter said could you please put a mask on? It would make me feel better. Uh, feel better. It won't protect me. It won't stop the virus from killing me. It'll just make me feel better, sir. Yeah, what a you child. Yeah, that's all that matters, how you feel, Mr. What? Reporter Man. <laughs> what a child. We have, you know, we have children running, uh, running things in Washington, in the media and in the White House right now. But the good news is, most of them are female or LBGDQ or or, or, or or black or Filipino or Latinx. You know, that's important. Yes, Latinx. Yes, Latinx. All right, Turtle Boy, you have, uh, um, we don't have time to get into them all, but you have some great stuff you've been blogging about uh, lately, exposing some fraud, some teachers who are working with Antifa. That was a good one. You got to read that one. Uh, did you blog about the Duxbury coach and, uh, Not yet, but the Braintree school committee one, I did go read oh, that's that. True. The Braintree school committee is some great stuff on turtle. And boy. by the way, Jerry, I don't know if you know this turtle boy, I am running for school committee in the Wachusa regional school district. Are you aware of that? I'm on the ballot. Excellent. So the only way to get the kids back in class is vote for turtle boy. Fix right? the system. If it's broken, you can't whine about it. You just got to fix it. Yeah. We will, we'll, we'll participate in the campaign. We'll give your opponents equal time, whatever it takes turtle boy. You already um, got the signatures, Turtle Boy. You already done I got them all. I got you needed fifty. Yeah. I got fifty nine. Turtle Boy goes the extra mile. Got his shit together. Wow, look at <laughs> this. Fifty nine signatures. Wow, it's wow. almost like the Gavin Newsom recall effort. It's just relentless. I got one right. we, we will be rooting for you and voting for you and campaigning for you. Just keep us posted. That is Turtle Boy. Uh, you can read all the stuff at tbdailynews.com and his um. His Twitter handle is Dr. Turtle Boy. Show some respect for Dr. Yes, Dr. Turtle Boy. Correct. But uh, a great follow and a great reporter. And, uh, you know, you read it. Every time I read your blogs, I say, if a newspaper, if the Globe or Herald did this thing, did what you do, they would survive. They would thrive. Even in this era where newspapers are, are relics of the past, they could survive if they thought like you do. That every reporter in in the world should think like you do. You break you break I those stories. I happen to agree with that. Yeah, I knew you would. I knew you would. All right, have a good weekend, Turtle Boy. We will talk to you next week. And thanks to DCU and Allied Paving and Shake Concrete and GovX. And thanks to everybody. By the way, I think last week, uh, Colin Ain, last Thursday, we asked for uh, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. We asked people to give us a five-star rating and write a review if they could and we got a bunch you just yeah. got to remind them that's all we got to remind them so once in a while once a week maybe we will remind you it would help if you went to uh, apple Podcasts and gave us a five-star review and gave, gave us a, a five-star rating and a review you can you know mention tell us who you like turtle boy or cullinane or or bobby barack who we had on yesterday or uh shattuck uh 
I'm not going to get into the details now, but it doesn't look like we'll be having uh, Alex Reamer on much anymore. He got a real job, a big job, and good for him. Fill you in on that. He needed he needed the benefits. You know the 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 he needed the the paycheck. He had like 16 little part time jobs. Well, we get our we get our Reamer uh, dosage with Turtle Boy and his impression. So we get it. I it. can always fill in. That's, That's true. true. We will yeah. have. We'll have Turtle Boy filling in with the Reamer voice. but Yeah. Uh, By the way, speaking of uh, Bobby Burke, I'm going to predict his next article. I don't know if you saw this. I was a little worried about her because I didn't know if she had enough jobs in 2021. Jamel Hill just named a uh, strategic advisor for Dan Lebetard's new project. <laughs> so she's got another. Literally once a week, we were reporting on I, Jamel I hate I hate to say it because occasionally I'll get advice from uh, ask for advice from young people, kids getting out of college, young people in the business. My advice is to you, get woke, get woke, make yeah. every single thing about race cues. Everybody disagrees with you of being racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic. You don't need talent. Just look at Jamel Hill. I disagree. <laughs> that market, that market's too saturated, Jerry. Come to yeah, your, your life looks really fun, Turtle Boy. You know, yeah, right, right. I'm surviving. I'm surviving. You, you get canceled by somebody every day. I get my share of that. Jamel Hill has never had to worry for one day day about someone harassing her advertisers or being kicked off any social media platform not once as the thought even entered her mind you want to have an easy time of it get woke you know get get become become jamel you don't even have to be a good writer just just show up and blame everything you know uh and and then uh you know read dr kendi and uh, blame everything on racism that's all you got to do right just you yeah. should say people you should play that card turtle boy get your DNA done. Find out something in your background and say, or, or that maybe you could, uh, you know, transition and then say people just don't All like right. you. Okay. They're bigots. I might transition. I might. That sounds fun. All right. Give it a shot. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Turtle Boy. And thanks, Cullinane. That will do it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again real soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.